every day, Monday through Friday, by the makers of Ovaltine. Well, folks, whatever your part in this war may be, you're probably working harder at it than you've ever worked before. Whether you're in business, on the farm, or in a war plan, whether you're wearing a uniform, running a wartime home, or, or going to school, whatever you're doing, you're undoubtedly feeling, as we all are, the added pressure of wartime living. To withstand this pressure, one thing scientists agree upon, we must be properly nourished. We must have the foods that give us energy, staying power, and also the important vitamins and minerals so very essential to good health. Now, isn't it good to know that you can rely on Ovaltine as an aid to extra endurance for these strenuous times? Extra strength for your harder wartime work. Added stamina to keep you at your best for your job. Thousands today in important jobs are finding Ovaltine helps to carry them through the day and get more work done. Gives them extra energy to ward off fatigue. You see, Ovaltine is a highly nourishing, all-round strengthening food. War workers in increasing numbers are drinking it with meals and between meals for the extra vitality it gives. And that's because Ovaltine is not only rich in quick-acting food energy, but also provides important protein for muscle building. And yet, even that isn't all Ovaltine does for wartime workers. It's also one of the world's richest sources of vitamins and minerals. In fact, with Ovaltine, you can be sure you're getting all the extra vitamins and minerals you need. For with just two glasses of Ovaltine a day and three average good meals, including citrus fruit or tomatoes, you're getting all the extra vitamins and minerals any normal person should have to be at his best. So remember, if the job you're doing is important, if you're working harder these days and want to be sure you're getting the extra food energy, the extra vitamins and minerals, and other vital and essential food elements you need, why don't you turn to Ovaltine right away? Why not start tonight and enjoy a glass of delicious, refreshing Ovaltine? And say, have pencil and paper ready tonight for a thrilling secret code message in just a few minutes. And now, on with the chapter, Signal from the Sky, with Captain Midnight and the Secret Squadron. By using the Secret Squadron system of signals, Captain Midnight made his presence known to Chuck and Joyce just in time to avoid walking into a Jap patrol. And then the party turned south and crossed a high ridge, carrying Joyce on a crude stretcher because of her bad ankle. Soon the little band came to a water hole and found themselves on the edge of a native village. Then, to their amazement, they heard distant voices singing and realized they were close to a native mission in that far-off New Guinea village. Leaving Chuck and Lieutenant Cross to guard Joyce, Captain Midnight and Mud crept forward and pressed close to the thatched wall of the mission hut. Through a small crack, they watched the service being concluded and the natives leave. They saw that the missionary was a white man, probably an American. Suddenly, as they were about to contact him, they heard marching steps and a squad of Japanese soldiers came to the front door of the mission, one of them entering. Motionless, Captain Midnight and Mud watch. Listen, as Captain Midnight says... It's sure lucky the rest of the soldiers stayed outside. Yeah, but what about this one coming in? The missionary sees him. He's going forward to meet him. But what's that skeeby coming in here for? I don't know. We'll probably find out in a minute. It's sure a good thing it's dark outside. And if them soldiers at the entrance took a notion to walk down the side of this hut, they couldn't help Hold it. Hold it, Vicky. Something's happening inside. Watch. 
The missionary and that Jap are having an argument. Boy, how do you that guy got nerve? He's looking that nip right square in the eye. And he isn't giving an inch. No. Whatever he wants, the missionary's refused. What? Great Scott. I slapped that missionary in the face. I'd like to... Never mind that now. Hold your temper. A lot of lives may depend on what happens the next few seconds. Yeah, I know, Captain. Hey, look. The missionary's going back to the pulpit. Yeah, let's see what happens now. He's getting a stack of books and papers. I'll bet I know what's happened. The Japs have ordered him to quit holding services. Oh, the rats. That guy ain't doing any harm. He's doing a lot of good. Yeah, the Japs are against everything that's good. We've got to find some way to get in touch with this missionary. Yeah, but how are we going to do it, Captain? Jumping Jupiter, the rest of them soldiers coming inside. The missionary's starting for the entrance. If we only knew what these soldiers are going to do. Maybe they're arresting him. Yeah, that could be. And if they are... He's passing that officer now. Jap's raising his arm. Why, that Jap knocked all the books out of his arms. Yeah, them soldiers are laughing. Missionary stooping to pick up the books again. There. There's him gathered. Oh, look at that. He's, he's got them gathered now, yeah. Straightening up. What? Well, he knocked them out of his arms again. I don't know how that missionary can take it. He ain't said a word and he ain't offered to fight back. Uh, he knows he wouldn't last a second if he did. Look at that, will you? Turn up them books and papers. They're throwing them all over against the wall on the other yeah, side. The officer's directing his men to various parts of the hut. Yeah. Hey, one of them's got a box of matches out. Jump a Jupiter, I get it now. Yes, I do too. Look, the missionaries reach the front entrance. He's looking back. He's looking all around the inside. Just think of it, Icky. He probably helped build this church with his own hands. And now look what these savages are doing. If we only had a machine gun. Yeah, but it wouldn't do any good. There must be a Jap camp nearby. Yeah, I know you're right. Hey, look. Two of them guys starting fires. In another minute, this hut will be ablaze, Captain. And if we don't get away from here, we, we're going to be seen. Missionary's turning, going out the door. I don't believe he's under arrest. And all them Japs are inside the church. I know, but they won't stay inside there long. Come on, follow me along the side of this wall. Don't get them. Watch it now. We're near the end of the hut. Yeah, the missionary must be outside already. Here we are. There he goes now. Which way is he going? The opposite direction. This is a bad break. Well, we got to get a hold of him. Listen, Captain, we, we got to take a chance. Let's make a break for it in front of the mission. The only light's inside. Yeah, that's what we'll have to do. Anyway, those Jap soldiers are enjoying themselves too much to pay any attention. Come on, run for it. I sure hope there aren't any other Jap soldiers standing around outside. We'll find out about that mighty quick. Watch it now. We're almost up with him. Yeah, he hears us. Hey, we're Americans. We need help. No. Why, it, it can't be possible. Watch it, Captain. Them Jap soldiers are coming out of the mission. That fire's breaking through the roof. In a few seconds, it'll be as bright as day around here. Well, uh, who are you? Never mind that for the moment. You're an American, aren't you? I most certainly am. We've got to talk with you, but we can't do it here. Quick, we've got to get away from here. There's a hut straight ahead. That's where I live. Quick, follow me inside. Thank you. Come on, Mart. You bet I'm coming. Get inside quick, before those Japs see you. Okay, sir. Hurry. Come in. Now, I'll close the door. There's only one room. Them Japs ever look inside here? Yes, they do, quite often. Well, is there any place we can hide? There's only one place, under the bed. Well, we better get under there, quick. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Hurry, Mart. Hurry. Okay, Captain. Yeah, that's it. Now, you should be all right now, unless the Japs come in and search the room. I think I'll open the door a bit. What are you doing that for? I've learned by experience that if I keep the door closed, the Jap soldiers will keep opening it and looking in to see what I'm doing. If it's open, they don't pay much attention. That's an excellent idea. You listen to that. I guess it won't be long now, huh? No, it won't. And I helped build that church seven years ago. 
Have you been here seven years? Yes. This was the year my wife and family were to have returned to the States for our furlough. And the war prevented that. But where's your family? Dead. Dead? What happened to them? The Japs killed them. Killed them? For what reason? I was away visiting some people in the nearby village who were ill. When I returned, my wife and boy and girl were dead. I got the story from the villagers here. The Japs came and ransacked the village for food. They found some that had been hidden, and the Japs ruthlessly bayoneted several women they believed responsible. My wife tried to stop them. They seized her and my boy and girl, and bayoneted them, too. When our job is done, Dr. Peters, such things won't happen in the future. Yes, but we must be strong. I have prayed every day that I might be given strength, but I'm at the end of my rope. You saw what happened a few minutes ago. Yes, I saw. What excuse did they give for doing that? They don't want me to preach about God. They say they are the only ones who are all-powerful. The people should not be taught about anyone else. Oh, but uh, I've been telling you about my troubles. I know you need help, too, and I'm afraid there's very little I can do for you. I'm virtually under arrest and have been for a long time. You see, Hold the it. Jap... Listen to that. It's a Jap patrol. They pass every hour during the night. You two keep out of sight and I'll remain on the edge of the bed with my head in my hands. The Japs like to see people like that. What's your name? My name is Peters. John Peters. I come from a small town in Ohio. But who are you, if you care to tell me? There's no reason why I shouldn't. I'm known as Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight. Oh, I've heard about you. You and the secret squadron. The man here with me is Ichabod Mudd, one of my agents. Oh, now I know. You two must have been in that Jap plane that crashed on the far side of the ridge. Word spreads fast in the jungle. Yes, we were. There are three others with us. They're hiding in the jungle near the stream back of the village. One of them has a sprained ankle. Didn't I hear you say you went to a nearby village to see some sick people? Yes, I'm a medical missionary. I could take care of the ankle. I have a large field kit here, but the Japs know about you people. They've been searching the jungle. Yes, I know. We've had several narrow escapes. I guess, I guess there's no need for me to tell you that we're on a very important mission. We must get back to the American lines. I don't see how you're going to do it. The American lines are more than 200 miles away. And there's nothing but trackless jungle in between. We have reason to believe that American pilots know of our presence here. One pilot dropped a message to us. Even so, how could they help you? There's no place where a plane could land. Besides... How could they contact you now? Well, it's going to be plenty tough. That message was dropped to us while the Jap bomber crashed. Then the Jap soldiers came to us. Since we can't go back there now. No, and when tomorrow comes, every mile of the surrounding jungle will be carefully searched. From the way the Japs are going about it, they must be terribly anxious to catch you. They are. I guess it isn't necessary for me to tell you what will happen if we're caught. No, Captain Midnight. You don't have to tell me. But really, it doesn't make much difference. The Japs treat soldiers and civilians alike. Well, what about Joyce and Chuck and Lieutenant Cross, Captain? We, we can't leave them just stay out in the jungle, especially <clears> since... It's a plane. That's strange. The Japs very seldom fly at night. It's almost overhead. He's flying pretty low, too. Look, is there any way we can look up into the sky? Yes, there's a back door. That Jap patrol isn't due for an hour yet. Come, crawl out from under the bed. I'll open the door. There it is. I can see the flames from the exhaust. Jump at Jupiter, watch that. Great Scott. The pilot's switching on and off his navigation light. Watch him, Mickey. Watch him. 
Look at that, Captain. He's blinking the secret squadron identification signal. Well, now we know what Major Barry Steele's plan was. To and fro about the jungle depths, Captain Sims' plane is flying while he tries desperately to contact the commander of the secret squadron. But is there any way Captain Midnight can reply? Don't miss the excitement as we continue this thrilling chapter. Signal from the sky. And now, clear the airways. Stand by. The secret squadron signal station is on the air. And the first thing, we have a thrilling secret code message from Captain Midnight. It's an exciting clue about tomorrow night's adventure in master code number one. So write that down, code number one. And here's the message. All right, the first word. 16. 23. 8. 5. 10. 23. Get that? All right, here's the second word. 22. 26. 26. 23. 11. 20. 26. One more word now, the third and last. Here it is. 19. 22. 17. 21. Eight. That's all. Now remember, set your codograph for master code number one and figure out the secret message about tomorrow's adventure. And listen regularly for more of these exciting secret squadron signal sessions. And tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, to Captain Midnight. Until tomorrow, then, this is Pierre-André, your Ovaltine announcer, saying goodbye and happy landing. This program came to you from Chicago. This is the Blue Network.